On this edition of the Marcus Walsh Show, the NBA drives towards the finish line while inducting a generation's finest. The apples, carrots, and hay of the Triple Crown. Pools changes uniforms, but not his address. The itinerary of Piel de Cerdo. Don't worry, I'll explain. It's all today on the Marcus Walsh Show, and it starts right now. Clear the mechanism. The Marcus Walsh Show is brought to you by the medical practice of plastic surgeon Dr. Fungus Among Us. An informed decision about your deformed incision? Fungus Among Us is the place to grow. Back to the show. Welcome into the Marcus Walsh Show on this Sunday. It is the middle of May, hard to believe, but it is May 16th. And we've got a lot to talk about today on the docket, talking a bunch of horse racing info for you, a little bit of MLB, a little NBA, and then once again, the itinerary of Piel de Cerdo. Don't, uh, don't worry, I'll, I'll explain. So that's all coming up today here on the show. Kevin will join me shortly here from the Batcave and, uh... We had quite a race yesterday in horse racing. Get to that in a second, but I want to start off with the fact that everything, for the most part, has turned out okay with uh, with Medina Spirit or Medina Spirit. I say Medina Spirit because Medina City in Ohio, very uh, close to where I grew up. And I say very close, I mean about 40, 45 minutes or so away. So... Medina or Medina Spirit cleared the drug tests from uh, earlier in the week, and so he was able to race, and he finished in third place. Bob Baffert, of course, was not there. Um, Bob Baffert decided to stay back and uh, let his assistant take care of the training duties, all stemming from last week and the allegations... There's been appeals going that uh, there was some substances that uh, the horse took, which would disqualify him from uh, from certainly winning the first leg of the Triple Crown, the Kentucky Derby. Baffert and his team are currently appealing it. So as of now, Medina or Medina Spirit is your Kentucky Derby winner. It kind of is similar to the scenario with maximum security of uh, two years ago. The one thing that did happen with Bob Baffert is that Churchill Downs said, you can no longer be here. Churchill Downs has banned Bob Baffert from attending any races there uh, for the rest of his life. So that's, that's big news, and obviously we'll see more of his associate trainer uh, going forward because of that, as far as his horses go from now on in the uh, in the race for the triple in the races for the triple crown. Crowded trade was my pick for the preakness. He came out of the fourth position as a ten to one favorite, and he did not win. His uh, jockey was Javier Castellanos and trainer of Chad Brown. Rombauer gets the job done. So, Rombauer does get the victory, and he was an 11-to-1. 
So that was mighty impressive on the docket for Ron Bauer. Getting the middle of the three races. We got the Belmont in three weeks from New York City. And uh, that's always a great race as well. Especially you get to hear Frank Sinatra start spreading the news. Good old New York, New York. And uh, so that's where we stand with with that for sure in the 2021 edition of the races for the Triple Crown. Two down, one to go. And it's going to be a lot of fun to see what happens in three weeks for sure. The Preakness Stakes finish from last night goes like this. Rombauer finishes in first, takes first place. Midnight Bourbon, one of those doesn't sound too bad right about now. He takes second. Medina or Medina Spirit, if you prefer, takes third. Keep Me In Mind takes fourth. Crowded Trade, my winner, projected for the race yesterday, takes fifth. Unbridled Honor with sixth. At seventh place, it's France Go De Ina. Eighth place, Risk Taking. Ninth place, Concert Tour. And Ram finishes tenth. Mike Tarico and his crew on NBC did a tremendous job, as always. Mike Tarico taking over several years back from Tom Hammond. It's definitely, it feels like spring. It feels like spring when you see horse racing on NBC as part of the races for the Triple Crown. Also wanted to talk uh, quickly about Albert Pujols changing uniforms, but not changing his address. He goes from the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, where he wore white and red, to the Los Angeles Dodgers, where he's going to wear white and blue. And uh, I tell you what, there could be a spot for him in the lineup now. A lot of people, I, I was kind of questioning whether it was the right move. I was thinking Kansas City, Cleveland, maybe a slight chance of somebody like the New York Yankees or Colorado Rockies. Even going back to St. Louis might be an, an idea for Pujols. Um, but with the injury to Corey Seager, that's... Uh, that is big in Pujols' chances to play first base because there's going to be a log jam of players that are going to want to, you know, try to help out there up the middle defensively. Cody Bellinger in center field, who got hurt for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Chris Taylor could play some center field, or has played some center field, could end up playing some uh, some up the middle defense. As, again, he's played every position under the sun except pitcher and catcher, as far as I know. Um, Max Muncy is an option at first base or some other uh, positions around the field, but that could get Albert Pujols more time at first base. Obviously, no DH in the uh, in the National League. I, again, think that should be changed. They lost a young pitcher just uh, about a week or so ago due to Tommy John surgery. They were riding a four-game winning streak heading into action last night after starting the month 4-14. and 14. Again, this is my team to represent the National League in the World Series, and I picked them over the New York Yankees. Again, Kevin with the, the Mets, give me the Mets. The New York Mets over the Minnesota Twins, and uh, we again will keep you posted on those as, uh, as time goes on. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the L.A. Dodgers. 
Um, going to be very interesting indeed. There actually are a couple of games in the NBA that will take place today. One of them is Boston and uh, New York, not Indiana. Boston and New York at 1 o'clock, and then a pre-play-in matchup to finish off the year between Memphis, the regular season, between Memphis and Golden State. And uh, that game at 3.30, both games on ESPN. ESPN and TNT will have coverage of the play-in tournaments, 7 through 10 seeds coming up starting this week. It's actually starting tomorrow. Um, They will alternate. So ESPN will do tomorrow's games, TNT on Tuesday, ESPN on Wednesday, TNT on Thursday, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's going to be interesting to see what what transpires there. The Los Angeles Lakers, everybody was saying they were the best team heading in and and whatnot, and they actually are in the play-in tournament. As it stands at the moment, they would be playing the San Antonio Spurs. Your San Antonio Spurs trying to do my best imitation of their PA guy. Um, so that would be interesting. You'd, you'd have the matchup that you're going to see today on ESPN if you watch between Memphis and Golden State. And then off the top of my head in the East, New York and Indiana and Boston and Charlotte all again have Kevin with an assist because we will um, definitely talk a little bit of NBA. Definitely want to get his opinion on the Hall of Fame speeches An icon goes in, actually several of them, but one in particular gets into the Hall of Fame uh, last night from the class of 2020. It was a great class. We'll talk Hall of Fame speeches coming up. And uh, Piel DeCerdo, I still don't want to give it away what that means, but the itinerary of Piel DeCerdo, that is coming up as well. And we've got a... Those things to talk about with Kevin. He is going to join me next on the Marcus Wall Show. Stay right there. Do you like to laugh? This Saturday, my buddy Josh Butler is working the Matt Stock Show at Caligny Theater. Matt Stock, man of the people, is a night of comedy and music. Doors open at 8. Laughs formerly start at 9. Tickets are at Eventbrite, B-R-I-T-E, for only 20 bucks. Or you can try at the door. The event is expected to sell out. The nice guys will perform. We know John Cranford can sing a lick. Come on out and laugh. Matt Stock, Man of the People, a night of local comedy and music. Here from the Bat Cave. And uh, with me now is producer and my right-hand man, sidekick, good buddy, fellow Irishman, Kevin Libby. Hoy hoy. Hoy hoy. How are you? It's great, Marcus. It's a Sunday. We're talking sports. It's a it's a Sunday fun day. Nothing beats it. <laughs> this this is awesome. Segment two, we are dedicating to the National Basketball Association. The playoff scenarios as of today, the Philadelphia 76ers have clinched. They are the only team to have done that. And they clinch the number one seed. Either the, I almost said New Jersey, either the Brooklyn Nets or Milwaukee Bucks will get the two or three seed. The Hawks or Knicks will uh, get the four. Hawks, Heat, or Knicks will get the five. And then the Heat and Knicks 
battle for the sixth spot. The way the play-in looks as of the moment, the seventh seed is Boston, or as Kevin likes to say. I love the Celtics. Was there a... I, I thought you were going to do Boston. Oh, you want like, to like, with an accent Boston? Yeah, yeah. Boston. There you go. Um, the Hornets and Wizards battling for the eighth seed. The Hornets, Pacers, and Wizards battling for the nine. And the Hornets, Pacers, Pacers and Wizards battling for the ten. Um, in the West, the Jazz or the Phoenix Suns, which is a team that we've talked about uh, some, and then, you know, they, they're kind of an under-the-radar team if, if such thing exists being a one seed. Those are the two battling for the one, and they're battling for the two. The Nuggets or Clippers will get the three and four. The Mavericks or Trailblazers will get the five. The Lakers are added onto the Mavericks and Trailblazers to get the six. The Trailblazers or Lakers have a chance to get the seven. Warriors and Grizzlies battle today on ESPN at 3.30. They are battling for the eight and nine. And then the San Antonio Spurs are uh, that number 10 team. So a lot of intrigue there. In the West, the Jazz are at 51 and 20. The Suns one game back at 50 and 21. The Nuggets at 47 and 24. Clippers with the same record. Both teams four games back. Dallas nine games back at 42 and 29. Uh, the Trailblazers are at 41 and 30. The Lakers are at 41 and 30. They're in the seventh spot currently. The Warriors are at 38 and 33. The Memphis Grizzlies, same record, 13 games back. And then San Antonio at 33 and 38, 18 games back. Moving to the East, we will see that the number one team, again, having clinched, is Philadelphia at 48 and 23. The Nets are one game in back of Philly at 47 and 24. The Bucks are at 46 and 25. The Knicks are the four seed. Currently, eight games back at 40 and 31. Same thing for the Hawks. They're the number five seed. The Miami Heat at 39 and 32 are nine games back. The Boston Celtics at 36 and 35, 12 games back. The Charlotte Hornets, interestingly enough, with Charlotte eight and Boston seven, you get the whole Kemba Walker thing going there. Uh, Charlotte at 33 and 38, 15 games back. Washington, the Wizards at 33 and 38. That's 15 games back as well. And the same thing with the Pacers. They are the number 10 seed. Be interesting to see what Washington can do in the play-in as well with uh, with certainly Russell Westbrook and a couple of guys there for Washington. Thoughts, Kev? Brad Beal's awesome. Yes. Going to enjoy him. Scary Terry. Terry Rozier. Rozier. You know, if they could just, talking about the Nets, and we talked about this a while back when we were kind of first starting – if, if they could just get all three guys healthy and all three guys on the floor, that is the team that is going to win the NBA Finals. I doubt it's going to happen, though. I really find fascinating this entire experience this season where um, I like the things that came out of the labor negotiations, which are a lot more games close together, where these trips are more like family vacations, where you're going to go do a game in Detroit, and then you're going to go do a game in Chicago, and you're doing the Midwest tour with your family. I right. like all of that. I like the stuff negotiated in. What we thought we were going to see was less rest and better basketball. What I think we've seen is more rest. And the product suffering a little bit, or a lot, because of it. 
But it's all right. supposed to be to the benefit of this playoffs run, where we're going to see fresh, healthy team play. And that's the, the, the product in the playoffs is supposed to be the best product possible. Yeah. We'll see if we get there. It's going to be fun to watch. No no question. Um, I will certainly be tuning into to some of it, uh, definitely down the stretch. I'm not nearly as big of an NBA fan as I used to be, but, you know, I... I keep tabs on it so we can talk about it. Well, you got LeBron sure. coming in, so that pretty much... I know you're a LeBron fan. I am. You don't want to miss prime LeBron. That's true. And his prime days are starting to get numbered. Or in my opinion. They? Well... Or are they? The Nick... I kind of think they are. The numbers and the age and the science says, of course, but the fact that he sleeps in a chamber. Not in a bed. In a chamber. In a cryogenic or uh is it cryogenic i just know that kings don't sleep in beds kings have bed chambers yeah you don't want to miss lebron in his swan song and you know how i feel about the nets being the most complete team in basketball in spite of my lack of respect for james harden's defense right you saw when lebron beat the warriors when the warriors were prime can you imagine if the king slayer who's also a king I don't know what this analogy is getting into, but LeBron holds a lot of weight in the NBA. He's conquered a lot of lands, and you know how he feels about the land. Like how I brought that home? Yes. Don't well miss, done. Don't miss the swan song. Right. Going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, one bit of news that I had heard yesterday that is very intriguing and interesting, and I will be asking Kevin's opinion about it, is that... The great Marv Albert and TNT have come out and said that we're going to make a statement tomorrow. This will be Marv Albert's last season calling basketball games for TNT, an illustrious almost 60-year career as he is about to turn 80 years of age. And I've mentioned it a couple of times on this show that... Just listening to him, the little bit that I listened to him call these basketball games this season, it's definitely time. I can hear it in his voice. Obviously, he spent a lot of time away because of the pandemic last year, but I can hear it in his voice. It's just time, and there are a couple of guys in the ranks for the number two spot, especially to be play-by-play guys because they are play-by-play guys but to be the b play-by-play guy because you've got so many different uh analysts that can work with him my main point kevin harlan and reggie miller are going to be slated to the top team they are the a team of tnt when marv albert retires and chris weber also out at tnt so they're the a team i could see brian anderson with Grant Hill or Dwayne Wade or uh, Charles Barkley. Charles doesn't call games that much, but he does on occasion. Um, Shaq, uh, some other guys. And then the other guy is Ian Eagle. And I know Ian Eagle calls a lot of, obviously, Nets games and, and that type of thing. And he does the NFL and he does March Madness, as does Brian Anderson. Um but one of those two guys is going to be the B play-by-play guy. 
if Kevin Harlan is not the A play-by-play guy for TNT next year and Reggie Miller right alongside of him, I'm sorry, something is wrong. Marcus, you like what you like. You you have called me the rich man's Kevin Harlan. I have indeed. It's truth in my in my scope. He drives to the lane <laughs> and puts it down. <laughs> People asked Marv Albert if it was really over, and of course he had to reply, "Yes." Yeah, Kevin's got the Marv Albert down. I I actually when when I'm calling high school games for for WHHI or anybody else for that matter. When, when I get really excited and my voice doesn't crack like I'm a 15-year-old kid with a bunch of zits on my face, I, I can sound very much, and it's the Midwestern thing, um, regionally as well. Kevin Harlan and I are from near the same area. He's from Wisconsin originally. Marv Albert and you, same area of the country. Um, so the voices, the dialects and everything, that, that's the way that comes from. Um, I can I can sound very much like Kevin Harlan when I when I get excited about a, a great play or whatnot. A, maybe some Dunk City from Will McCracken, um, tremendous player. Will McCracken. I'm getting off on a tangent. We've seen a ton of great basketball with WHHI. Um, Kevin and I called a game between Bluffton and Hilton Head, talking about voice cracking. Woo, doggies. That was that was something else. One one of my great memories working with you, my friend. Um, but seeing Will McCracken up close and personal this year or this past season, calling basketball games, absolutely incredible. Um, we've got some guests that we will be featuring here uh, relatively soon within the next, you know, handful of shows. Let's say to to dive more into some stuff going on here. So uh, certainly stay tuned for that, or as Marv Albert would say. Yes. Again, not very good. I used to do a very good Marv Albert 20, easily 20 years ago. Well, he he was the major call guy for not just the Knicks, but pretty much every national broadcast. The, the Nets, this was back when he was just starting out at TNT. Before TNT, he was at NBC. Do you know, we may have even discussed this, little little trivia for you guys. Do you know the name of the theme song? Back in the day, NBA on NBC. Now it's used for college basketball with Fox. Um, not only the name, but who created it. I may have told you this before. I may not have. I think both. I think you've told me before, and I still don't remember. Movie guy? Um, I know this guy based off radio. I am shooting darts in the dark. In the rain with wind. Tell me. John Tesh. Ah, oh, Tesh. And the title of... <laughs> is Round Ball Rock. These are the things... Like- and I, I think he did it in like 95 seconds. It was insane. I don't remember the full story, but it was incredible. So, yeah, I, I would love to see Kevin Harlan and Reggie Miller get the main job. Salute to Marv Albert. Yes! <laughs> you, you've got to do it again for us. I love the 90s. I still love the 90s. <laughs> that, that's a show on MTV, isn't it? The Viacom Network spreads wide and documents. 
the best call ever from him. I can't, I can't remember that Marv Albert did not like Michael Jordan. He was a Knicks fan. Probably is still a Knicks fan. Yes, he is. So yes, yes. It was just so funny when there it is. Tear him apart, like in the United Center, middle of Chicago, it was loud, and you know, it was just all my hopes are in John Starks for three. No, back to Pippen. Pippen to Jordan. Yes. <laughs> so good. Um. I know I've asked you before, but I feel like it's it's fitting that we ask this question again just because tomorrow we do start the play-in tournament. You you thinking Nets Lakers for for the finals? Yes. I would have to agree because I don't put anything past LeBron and if there's a way that the Nets can get healthy and all three can just kind of work up to being the awesome three that they are. I think we're still destined to see a Nets uh, Lakers finals. If not the Nets, I would probably say the Sixers. Yeah, I think the best part about the Nets is that they're like Mariana's trench. They're deep. Oh. Yeah. I see. Mm-hmm. Very. Mm. Yeah. Very much so. Absolutely. While we're at it, um, let's let's go real quick into uh, the Hall of Fame speeches from yesterday. Obviously, there's one that a lot of people care about, and that was uh, the speech given by ben- Vanessa Bryant, uh, the wife of the late great Kobe Bryant. And uh, I saw Tim Duncan's speech as well. Um, Tim Duncan, one of the most humble and selfless superstars in the game of basketball in my opinion but he also was a bulldog an absolute bulldog and he had he even said i i have trouble speaking in front of people and you could kind of tell that but he had a tremendous speech and then vanessa obviously hers was very emotional because of the passing of kobe but she She's just got such grace and elegance about her, in my opinion. It's it's remarkable. I loved when she painted the picture of how Kobe would be responding to her bragging about him. Yes. Just leaning back yeah. and saying, well, ain't this something? You know? Yeah. Not to use her ain't, verbatim. Ain't this some um, fill-in-the-blank? She's beautiful. And I want to let you go off a little on Kobe because my game is the post-game. I love Duncan in the block. People that are young say Shaq was this incredible block player. Shaq is great for so many things, but Shaq was not the best you know, post defender of the generation. You know, he wasn't even Rasheed Wallace. Tim Duncan was the closest thing to Hakeem Olajuwon for 20 years, and block play is really important. Kevin Garnett is my hero. He's on the wall right here with Bill Russell. Yeah. We got to see Bill last night. That guy's nothing stopping that guy. Bill, by mm-hmm. the way, should go in as a coach, Bill Russell. Yeah. Just if only for what he did. He's the first African-American coach to win a championship in the NBA. Never mind that he's Bill Russell in terms of his uh, sense of stature. Uh, I want to give you a minute to talk about what Kobe did to change the game post-Jordan. Well, I, to me, again with the comparisons, I've always said LeBron James is a mix of Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan favoring Magic Johnson. Not that he, and it's it's not a huge disparity, especially as he went to Miami and uh, he's, you know, kind of 
aged certainly, and he reinvented and done, his entire game. Yeah, he's he's turned more into Michael recently, within the last like ten years. But I still say he's more magic than Michael. Kobe Bryant, pure, unadulterated. Michael Jordan. I can. Michael Jordan. Number twenty-three from the University of North Carolina. Michael Jordan. Um, yeah, Kobe was Michael after Michael. And watching The Last Dance and watching Michael up there last night with Vanessa and watching them play, Kobe was just getting into it. Michael was just kind of retiring. Kobe getting into it, meaning getting into his prime. The the admiration that the two had for each other and Michael even said it in The Last Dance. He said, Kobe was like my little brother. Um, just the way that he kind of took Kobe under his wing and and all of that stuff, it's just so awesome to see. I've, I've said it before, and I'll say it again, and Kobe was a true, amazing talent, the closest thing to Michael Jordan, pure, unadulterated Michael Jordan that I've ever seen, and... Certainly one of the best to ever do it. I, I'm i a little bit biased, and I, I don't mean to get off on this tangent. A lot of people know where I stand in the debate of who's the best I've ever seen do it in their prime. Um, but Kobe, he, he had the will and the heart and the drive and everything that you need to be a true, unadulterated type a get it done or don't do it at all at all cost kind of leader um that's a winner yes absolutely it is that that is absolutely what it is and i've i've learned a lot about leadership and various things that i've i've been doing over the last several years down here in the low country um it's it's funny and i don't mean to get on this tangent, but I'm going to get on this tangent. Make it. I'll make it quick. That as a leader, um, I should say actually as a follower, as as somebody that looks up to leaders, just seeing it from them being in the spotlight, we think it's easy, and that it just happens naturally. I've learned over the course of years, uh-uh. it's it's much harder. It takes a lot of sweat. It takes sometimes it takes a little blood. Sometimes it takes tears. I I definitely know about the uh, the perspiration, if you will, of of it all on on both sides, um, and uh, and the stresses of it and and what it can be. But you you battle through it. You rise from it and. Uh, it makes all of us better in the end, those of us that grow into that. And uh, Kobe Bryant was one of many in sports, one of many in the NBA. Um, some just tremendous accomplishments for, for everybody in the class and uh, a tremendous class. When you were talking about Kobe and, and Michael and, and we were talking about that, I just thought to myself, the presenter... The MC of the event, as is every year. You think of the NBA on NBC. You think of inside stuff. You forget that the guy played football. 
He played football at Oregon. He played football with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm talking about Ahmad Rashad. That guy doesn't age. No. Ahmad Rashad is in his 70s, and he looks like he's about 50. That's what it takes to get someone like Felicia Rashad to say, I do. Yes, that's exactly right. And if you don't know the name Felicia Rashad, it's, uh, or Rashad, rather. I, I say right. It's, yeah. Felicia Rashad was Mrs. Huxtable from The Cosby Show. Um, yeah, I mean, that guy, and, and he's got to do what Michael and, and uh, Ahmad Rashad and Michael Jordan, very close. You talk about a brotherhood between uh, Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. Ahmad Rashad and Michael Jordan were the same way. He gave him the inside stuff. That's right. Yes. Um, and and so, yeah, Ahmad Rashad, just keep doing what you're doing, man, because you're phenomenal uh, as well. Kevin Garnett, very good stuff. Um, Rudy Tomjanovich was in the class. Uh, Kim Mulkey. Eddie Sutton. Um, just a, a very, very good class. For sure. Um, do you have anything to add? I can't have Kevin Garnett go in without mentioning how good it felt in 2008 to have him culturally impact our basketball team. It's really hard to be a Boston sports fan in the uh, you know, decade of the Red Sox winning for the first time in 86 years. Right. And in the culture of the Patriots winning for the first time and then just not stopping winning because Tom Brady for 20 years. Right. So the Celtics are a tough ticket to sell a lot of the time. Same with the Bruins. Uh, even the Bruins are willing to always sell out. So when Kevin Garnett came, everything changed. And the culture he brought with him that came from South Carolina where he grew up with a strong mom. The stage you saw the Admiral David Robinson who took under mm. his wing Tim Duncan mm. to really, the way Duncan described it in his speech was he watched him and his modus operandi, his MO every day. And he didn't remember one thing he told him. But you remember what it was like to be around a family man and a good man and what it meant to be a contributor to the community. Yes, and that was that was very well said. Very eloquently put by Tim Duncan. Somebody, I forget who, but somebody mentioned it on uh, social media yesterday. David Robinson looks like he could still play. I'm sure he does. That dude was jacked in every good way. He, he looks like he could still get down low and make things happen and, and muck, it, muck it up with Shaquille O'Neal and and all that stuff. David Robinson clearly still does PT. He's got his yes. push-ups in. Yes, yes. Um, great stuff. Again, a great class last night. Seeing Ahmad Rashad, hearing the voice of Ahmad Rashad, great stuff. Salute to Marv Albert. Good luck to the teams that are looking to get into the playoffs, both east and west. It all gets going with the play-in tournament tomorrow on ESPN and then the games on TNT on Tuesday. A reminder, today's games, uh, Golden State and Memphis, 3.30 ESPN, and uh, Boston and New York currently going on as I speak on ESPN. That was the 1 o'clock slate. Um, So that will do it for segment number two. Coming up next... We are talking about PL, the itinerary of PL de Cerdo. Don't worry, I'll explain it. It's all up next on The Marcus Wall Show. On May 22nd, venue 1223 in Bluffton will be hosting Bluffton's first Low Country Wellness Connection. Because after all, health is the best wealth. 
The event takes place from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Venue 1223 is located on May River Road in Bluffton, 29910. There will be a $5 admission along with live music, raffles, chances to shop, and more. Get to know healthy, like-minded small businesses in your community. Because again, health is the best wealth. They fell in love with the saute. They fell in love with the saute. Call, call a dog for the parlay. Let me saute with some seasoning. You can call me country Lawrence. Hold on, let that man. Welcome back into the Marcus Wall Show. Two segments down, one to go. And this is the segment that you folks have been waiting for all day. As soon as I did it in my, uh, as soon as I talked about it, I should say, in my open, we are calling this segment and the title of today's show, today's edition of the Marcus Wall Show, The Itinerary of Piel de Cerdo. And you might be thinking, uh, what is he talking about? Well, the itinerary of Piel de Cerdo. Piel de Cerdo. Shout out to my good buddy Guillermo Brazon and, uh, and several other friends of mine. Gustavo Ratia, who works with WHHI-TV, a very close friend of both Kevin and myself, and those that speak the language of Espanol. Piel de Cerdo translates to of pigskin. So the itinerary of pigskin, or the itinerary Piel de Cerdo, we're talking the NFL schedule of 2021, which was released Wednesday night at 8 o'clock on ESPN DOS. And I have picked, on average, three games each week. There are a couple where I've picked four that I want to talk about a little bit and, uh, pick Kevin's brain on him. We'll start with week numero uno, and the first game on the docket is the first game of the season in the regular season between the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa on NBC. It's that Thursday night. I believe it's uh, September the 6th, I believe. Um, I think this game has a chance to be great. I, I told you guys last week that I loved getting – the Cowboys getting Micah Parsons. I think a healthy Dak Prescott could be MVP level. Um, a lot of weapons on that offense. That defense needs to sharpen up. Still ways to go. Big year for Tom McCarthy. Uh, not Tom McCarthy, but Mike McCarthy. And then we know that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are. They did not lose a daggone thing. This has a chance to be a great game. It is not my favorite game of the week, though. My favorite game of the week, if Jim Nance, Tracy Wolfson, Tony Romo are not in Kansas City for the Cleveland Browns-Kansas City Chiefs game, something's wrong. This is my favorite game of week one. I mean, rematch from the AFC playoffs a year ago, tremendous matchup, just talent up and down the rosters. Yes, Sammy Watkins is off to Baltimore, um, but still so much talent on both these teams. Up-and-coming teams um, the last several years. This is going to be a great game. My my third game is Green Bay and New Orleans on Fox at 425. Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, Aaron Andrews should be at this game, provided Aaron Rodgers is a member of the Green Bay Packers. If, they, if Aaron Rodgers is not, I could see them shipped to the Indianapolis-Seattle game 
and you get Kevin Burkhardt and Daryl Johnston and company at this game. Um, that's just my thought on that. Your thought, Kevin, on my three games of week one. I like them. I think Vegas has a lot to do with the way some of this stuff gets, uh, you know, in- informed. Uh, if I was a Cowboys fan, there's a really good chance I'm going to bet Cowboys week one in spite of predictability, odds, and everything else, frankly. Yeah. So I think you'll get a lot of eyeballs with the big market teams in a, a game Vegas would like. Week two. My top game of week two. Gotta go with KC and Baltimore on Sunday Night Football on NBC. This is this is a make-or-break year for the Baltimore Ravens. I, I've had them as my Super Bowl pick from the AFC a few times in recent years. I obviously am not even close to making predictions for the NFL season this year um, yet. But they might be in the mix. Um, and Baltimore has had the bugaboo that they cannot beat the Kansas City Chiefs no matter how hard they try. A lot of that is because Lamar Jackson needs to work on being a passer, um, and can they do it? It's going to be a huge test. It's in Baltimore, so they've got that going for them. That's my number one game. My number two game, it's it's tight. You know, you've got Buffalo-Miami. Miami did a great job in the draft. They've got a ton of weapons. You know, we'll see what happens at the quarterback position. Is it going to be Tua? Is it going to be somebody else? We'll just have to wait and see. Buffalo just came inches short from appearing in the Super Bowl uh, last year. Tremendous team, bringing a lot of those guys back. Atlanta-Tampa, obviously I liked what Atlanta did, especially getting the great guy out of Florida, Kyle Pitts. Tampa Bay, again, bringing literally everything back. These are my top games for week two. Let's do it. Week three, going back to New Orleans. New Orleans, New England. Huge implications for Cam Newton possibly taking on a former rival and uh, big implications for the New England Patriots trying to get things going as possibly a chance to make the playoffs for them. Tampa and the L.A. Rams, 425 at Fox. The New Orleans-New England game precedes that at 1. Tampa and L.A., you look at two tremendous teams, their ability to get the ball down the field. Going to be very interesting to see what happens out of the quarterback spot with uh, with the L.A. Rams. It's no longer Jared Goff. It's Matt Stafford. Going to be very cool to see what he does with L.A. and that offense. Monday night, Philly-Dallas. You think Philadelphia, you think Dallas. These are great games every time they play, it seems like. Those are my week three games of the week. Philly versus Dallas. Another game where odds makers will have bets that are not based in reality. This is, this is true. Give me them birds. I don't care. Give me them birds. Give me the stars. How about them That's cowboys? The That's the way I'm, I'm leaning right now. Dallas could very well win that division. Uh, week four, Indianapolis gets their first shot on my board. They take on Miami, 1 o'clock CBS. Going to be interesting to see what Carson Wentz and Frank Reich do against Miami. Again, Miami's got a lot of offense. That's going to be fun seeing what, what they can do with Waddle and company. Great matchup. Pittsburgh and Green Bay, the quarterbacks, again provided Aaron Rodgers is with the Packers. Remember last week, we asked the question. 
where in the world is Aaron Rodgers going? And, you know, we'll see. He could end up in back in Green Bay. He could end up somewhere else. This is the last pinky for Ben Roethlisberger, in my opinion. He's, he's down to his last appendage. How many appendages does Ben Roethlisberger have left? Um, Thanks for that one. I like that one. Sure. <laughs> you know, it's going to be going to be interesting to see what happens in this matchup. Four o'clock CBS. I would think this would be a Jim Tony and Tracy game. And then Tampa Bay and New England Sunday Night Football Week Four is the next matchup. Brady Belichick reunion. Not on the same team. Gonna be uh, gonna be fun. Is there gonna be blood? On the field, is there going to be a handshake? Is there going to be a hug? Is there going to be, you know, goofy ears over top of Belichick? You know, what are we going to see in this game? I'll ask you, being that you're from the Northeast, you are a Brady aficionado. Yeah. It's going to be the closest thing to a homecoming game in the NFL, like you'd have in a college game. Do you think this has a chance to be the best game of the year? No. I mean, it has a chance, I was, I was expecting a little bit more of an elaborate response from you. <laughs> I, I think that Tommy's going to roll, barring injury yeah. to anybody, frankly. I mean, if everyone's healthy, look at the... You know, you can't learn much from paper, but what you can learn from paper is that the Bucks are a much better team. This is true. You think Cam Newton's a starter week four? I'm really, ex- and this is just me being a fan now. I really want to see how practice goes, and I really want to see how preseason goes. So if you count in preseason, you're looking at, you know, seven weeks in by the time you hit week four. Mm-hmm. So you're yes, second, you're that's right. Approaching your second month. Uh, you've worked a lot of jobs, Marcus. By your 60th day on the job, do you usually have a handle on it? I'll say it a different way. If you're terrible, does your boss know by day 60? Hmm. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Week four is a big one. I think if it's Cam versus Tommy, which is what's anticipated. That's anticipated. I think that's what's going to happen. But I what happens just... if, if suddenly there's a controversy and 15 comes trotting out? Or Cam Newton could get hurt. Those hats are really big and really heavy. You never know. You might get some strain on the neck. These are wild card situations when you're wearing fashion that costs and weighs hundreds of pounds (laughs) thousands of dollars yeah um week five the rams and seahawks thursday night football miami and tampa bay again great offenses going up against each other rams and seahawks have had great battles in recent years at miami tampa game one o'clock cbs and then the sunday night football game buffalo and kansas city they played an absolutely epic game last year in week five on what was supposed to be Thursday night football, I think the previous week, and it got shuffled around with the schedule because of COVID, um, yeah, it was actually the- was a either a Monday night as part of a doubleheader, or it might have even been played on a Tuesday. I can't recall off the top of my head. But, um, it was their coming out party. Yeah, absolutely. And tremendous matchups here. What's your favorite of, of these in week five? I like the Bills. I think anytime the Bills are on primetime television, you're going to see a good team defense and a very coherent offense. And a lot of wings. That's the fun. You got wings, you got ribs, you got Kansas City barbecue sauce. Kevin, what is your – it seems like whatever we're talking about, it's all about food because we like food. Kevin, 
while I'm thinking of Kansas City barbecue sauce and, and sauce for wings, what is your favorite barbecue sauce? Carolina. I like vinegar. I'm a Kansas City guy. Um, I love Casey Masterpiece, sweet, brown sugar, molasses, all that goodness. Oh, so good. Um, I'm drooling. Let's move on. <laughs> Week uh, six, we have... Thursday night football, Tampa Bay, Philadelphia. That's going to be an interesting matchup with Jalen Hurts. The birds lost all these games there, too. Give me them birds over that Brady guy. He's going to cheat anyways. Birds. It's going to be fun. Uh, Jalen Hurts going up. You, you thought it might be Jalen Waddle as well. It, it turned out not to be. But I think uh, Devontae has a chance to do some, some great things there in Philly. Great matchup there to start week six. Um, the Arizona Cardinals get their first uh, appearance on my list week six. They take on the Cleveland Browns. Man, can you imagine? I've been thinking about it more and more, and we've talked about – I've talked about Arizona. They might be a not-so-dark horse, but not top three pick whatever – to reach the Super Bowl. You're Kyler Murray. You stand roughly five foot ten inches tall. How are you sleeping the night before you go against the best edge in football? Not well. You, your game is like Russell Wilson or, or Pat. Under pressure, if they blow up your pocket, you're going to run to the outside. Yeah. If they cover both edges, what do you do when there's nowhere to you're go? You're going, help me, help me, help me. <laughs> in space, no one can hear you scream. Yeah. I mean, that... that line especially on the edge is out of this world right um great great matchup there arizona and cleveland and then cbs will have dallas and new england i anticipate jim tony tracy here we go jim to be at this matchup cbs 425 week six great great matchup kansas city and tennessee my top game one o'clock cbs week seven They've had some great games in the past in a regular season and in playoff play. The Chicago-Tampa matchup, 425 CBS. We're getting into the flex schedule, so CBS will have that NFC North versus NFC South matchup. Sunday, uh, Monday Night Football that week is New Orleans and Seattle. That's a fun one, especially based off who's going to be the quarterback. And believe it or not, even if it happens to be Jameis Winston Taking the snaps. Imagine Jameis Winston and Russell Wilson running around. Try saying that five times fast. Jameis Winston, <laughs> Russell Wilson. Those guys running around faster than the speed of lightning. I mean, that has a chance to be really good, especially on the ground. Uh, week 8, Pittsburgh and Cleveland play Week 8, CBS. That has a chance to be great. And then Tampa and New Orleans, 4 p.m. on Fox. Great rivalry in the NFC South, those teams always seem to have great games. You've got Kamara. You've got uh, Michael Thomas, regardless of who the quarterback is. Green Bay. I've got Green Bay Zona. That's what I've written down. Um, Good matchup again. Aaron Rodgers has to be there, though, for this to be at its best. While we're talking about the Packers, while I've got them mentioned on this schedule so much so early – the Packers are filling up with essentially backup quarterbacks. Not, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is not committed at at the moment, but they're they're filling it up. So, what does that mean? 
hopefully they get, in my opinion, a better situation than what they have if Aaron Rodgers leaves if they want to try to contend. I like love. I wanted my Pats to get him. I think I want to love. That's a little Elton John for you in the, in the style of I don't know who. Not Elton John. Jordan Love makes me hear songs like I want to love you forever. Like that's a kid I feel like if he can figure it out, he's so young. I want to love you forever. Uh, okay, then how about You mean forever and ever, amen? Well, Rand, Randy Travis? That was my lane, but I also really enjoy the uh I love you always, forever, near and far. We'll sit together ah, everywhere. Uh, 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 so yeah, that's um, how I feel about love. Yeah. How do you feel? Um, I think he has a chance to be a very good quarterback, but I still think he needs some seasoning. He needs he needs like a year of of seasoning. Throw some Tonys and some paprika and a little bit of salt and pepper and, and everything else and maybe a little bit of sugar or brown sugar and that'll be good. Yeah. I think that he's got to cook. He's, he's not ready. But nothing beats, you know, getting in the oven and actually letting them melt and goofy and yeah. have some things come together. Right. I have a feeling that we should start calling this show the Marcus Walsh Show slash the show where whatever we're talking about, we're going to turn it into a food analogy. Marcus and Kevin need lunch. <laughs> yes, show. yes, we do. Week nine. Um, yeah, let's let's go to week nine. Pittsburgh, Cleveland should be great. Tampa Bay, New Orleans has a chance to be great. Week nine. I have got my Atlanta Falcons taking on New Orleans, 1 p.m. on Fox. Green Bay, Kansas City, 425 on Fox. That's going to be really good. And then the New York Jets. Uh, is that right? The New York Jets. Um, Give me the Jets. Carolina has a game at 1 o'clock. Um, Week nine. You mind looking that up? Yeah, I, I thought I'd be able to read all my handwriting. Turns out on this side of the page i'm not carolina does take on new york the jets week one that was a game i was thinking about putting on my list but i did not just because i think yeah you know it's it's going to be more about the reunion than anything you don't really know how both those teams are going to look um carolina and new england that's it uh with Cam Newton going back to Carolina. The reunion. You got Sam Darnold, formerly of the New York Jets, going up against Cam Newton. Could be very interesting. Um, again, a lot of these are completely hypothetical. Just kind of took them as, as they came. Uh, week 10, Baltimore versus Miami. Welcome to Miami. Um, it's so, so good a matchup. I see later on in the season, this this is going to be fun on a Thursday night. A lot of offense. Baltimore's defense is going to be key to have them win this football game. Atlanta-Dallas, 1 p.m. on Fox. I mentioned my cousin Ricky last week when we were talking about Dallas. Ricky Feldbush, I'm going to mention him by name because we made a bet on this game last year, and I lost. I couldn't believe how this turned out. Atlanta, one of the many games where they were up big early, and then they just let the opponent creep back in with visions of the Super Bowl stuck in my head. 
and uh, Dallas ended up winning the game, and I ended up losing the bet, and I was distraught. And the next week against Chicago, same damn thing happened again, and it happened several other times over the course of the year. So Atlanta's got to win this doggone it, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do against the Dallas Cowboys. 1 o'clock on Fox, Seattle-Green Bay, 425 CBS, another flex game. An all-NFC matchup in the AFC Network. Going to be interesting to see, again, if Aaron Rodgers, where in the world will Aaron Rodgers wind up going to play football in 2021? Yours is better. Or he may end up doing Jeopardy. (coughs) This is Jeopardy. That's my Johnny Gilbert. Um, In the form of a question. What? is Jeopardy. Cool. Um, I was just thinking, like, question mark, like, this is Jeopardy? I'm Ron Burgundy. You get me. Yes. Uh, so, great matchup, Seattle-Green Bay Week 10. Week 11, New Orleans-Atlanta, the rematch of the Super Bowl that started it all with my just agony from time to time. The game that started all the Big leads, and they just let them trickle away, and then, boom, you get beat. Ugh, I'm not bitter. Uh, New England, Atlanta, <laughs> Thursday night, week 11. We should try to get together for this game. I think it would be epic. Yeah. Uh, Thursday, week 11. Let's mark it down. Baltimore, Chicago. Very intriguing matchup. Lamar Jackson versus presumably at the point of the season. Justin Fields. You got some running backs. You got pretty good offensive line. You got some teams on defense. You think of these two teams. This is like an underrated John Madden matchup. Boom, pow. Boom, pow. Defense getting through the offensive line. The defensive line getting through the offensive line. The offensive line getting to the second level. You got the quarterbacks running around like madmen. This has a chance to be a really good game. Look at how everybody's running their offense right now. How important is it to be able to run stop? Not just the halfback, but the quarterback. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you can run stuff, that's why I'm saying I, if I was a coach, I'd be going with the, the base 3-4. Everybody's running nickel with all these extra sub-linebackers and corners. Yeah. I would just stuff the run and say throw it into man and see what happens. It's going to be a great game, 425 on Fox, uh, Week 11, Air Raid, Dallas, and Kansas City. Balls are going to be flying all over the place. Going to be so much fun. And then also on Fox, 425, Arizona, Seattle. Check your local listings for the game in your area. Um, we likely would get Dallas, Kansas City, I would think. Arizona, Seattle, all about the birds. And uh, the those, bird. those, those fly birds, birds fly. Fly. those birds are going to be fun to watch with Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray and those offenses. Whoo! I'm getting excited. Gosh, I, I haven't been this excited talking about football in, in quite some time, other than certainly draft stuff. Because no one knows what's going to happen. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. The trouble I see. Turkey Day. Love talking Turkey Day. Buffalo, New Orleans, Thursday night, NBC. Mike Tirico, Rodney Harrison, um, Tony Dungy likely will be calling that one. It's going to be great. I love watching Dallas host. I love watching Detroit host. I think uh, Chicago will beat Detroit. Dallas, the Vegas Raiders. Going to be fun. That's the CBS game. Chicago-Detroit is the early game on Fox. And uh, then Buffalo and New Orleans again. NBC Turkey Day 
night when I'll be stuffing myself with the third or fourth helping of food on the day. Would you say you're a Tripto fan? I'm just a fan of thanks all of it, you know, Thanksgiving-related. It's great. Um, one of my favorite holidays of the year, Christmas and Easter. It's a family day. Love it. Uh, the Sunday games, Pittsburgh-Cincinnati. How's Joe Burrow going to look? That's why Cincinnati made this list. I think Joe Burrow has a chance to have a great year if he can stay healthy. You got him going up against Ding Dong, Big Ben, Roethlisberger. Um, <laughs> you like that, like didn't that, you? Yeah. Tampa, Tampa, and Indy. One o'clock on Fox. The Las Vegas or the Los Angeles Rams against the Green Bay Packers. Again, where in the world will? Aaron Rodgers end up eventually deciding to play football, or if not, maybe have a career in television within the next century, decade. Member FDIC. <laughs> I feel like I just had to add that because you were. Well, I was clearly not going. specific enough. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, Cleveland, Baltimore, eight twenty NBC. That's going to be a great game in Baltimore. Very, uh, very good matchup there for Week Twelve to end it. Week 13, Dallas, New Orleans, always love seeing these two teams play. You've got the run game of New Orleans, especially now. You've got the pass game of Dallas. You've got Dallas with some good defenders. You've got New Orleans with some good defenders. I'm thinking first to score like 35 wins, even with the differences in uh, their approach offensively. Tampa, Atlanta, Sunday at 1. I love watching these. My brother and I – Talk about these games a lot. He's a Tampa fan. I'm an Atlanta fan. Um, has a chance to be pretty dang epic. And then Sunday night that week, San Francisco, Seattle. Love these NFC West matchups. Going to be a lot of fun, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Dallas, Washington, week one, uh, week 14, 1 o'clock on Fox. You know, Washington and Dallas, these two teams are likely one of them's going to win the division. The other's probably going to finish in second place, and uh, we'll what see. What about my birds? I've been talking all day about these birds, man. You've got to get uh, out there and get your wings we'll, out to fight. We'll, birds. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I expect one of these two teams to win it, probably Dallas. Going to be a lot of fun. You've, you've got some great defenders, great guys on offense. I think Dallas has the edge offensively buffalo tampa bay 425 this was almost the super bowl this past year and i think that it has a chance to be a great game buffalo's a little bit more conservative ever so slightly but great matchup 425 on fox and then chicago green bay the frozen tundra of lambeau field week 14 in the cold weather it just sounds like nfl films gridiron football you want it, we got it. In the Midwest, it's going to be snowing, likely, in Week 14. Week 15, Green Bay, Baltimore, 1 p.m. CBS. Could this be a Super Bowl preview? Eh, maybe. We don't know. But it could be. Uh, Seattle, L.A. Rams, 4 o'clock on Fox in the New Orleans and Tampa Bay with a rematch on Sunday Night Football with Al, Chris. Uh, I take that back. No, I don't. It is Alan, Chris, and Michelle. Um, not yet Drew Brees. He's actually going to be calling Notre Dame football games with Mike Tarico uh, this upcoming year. Any uh, any thoughts on the last few weeks that we've talked about? I'm really just hoping that Miami gets back into your top three because I looked up how to say Bienvenidos, and I want to use they it. They will. Cool. 
Um, let's see. We are moving on to week 16. Cleveland Green Bay on Christmas Day. Indy and Arizona on Christmas Day. And Monday Night Football. The New Orleans Saints host the Miami Dolphins. Welcome to Miami. Bienvenidos, dude. <laughs> Can I have one more practice? Yeah. Yes. We, we are barely hanging on to the rails, folks. Thank you for giving me my, my, uh, my, my soapbox on this. Absolutely. What do you think about Brian Flores' team? Um, I think they have a chance to be pretty good. I, I think Buffalo's going to win that division, but it wouldn't shock me in the least if Miami battles for a playoff spot as the second-place team do you think they in get, that division. Are they good enough to get a home, a home game in the playoffs? So that in they, the time when the frozen tundra... They of, could be. So rather than dealing with the frozen tundra... Of Buffalo. You could be saying something like... Where even the buffalo wings don't warm you, warm you up because it's so cold. <laughs> uh, they, try. they try, but no, yeah, they, they may succeed. I've never been to Buffalo, so. I just think that if it's the middle of winter and you have a team that throws the ball to the outside, rather than right. seeing, you know, saying when it's tardis to uh, the frozen tundra, you might prefer to say, welcome to Miami. Right. Bienvenidos a Miami. Bienvenidos. Uh, Yes. There you go. I thought I could say it. Bouncing in the club where the heat is on all night on the beach till the break of dawn. I'm Welcome to Miami. Welcome to Miami. Thanks for playing this game. Absolutely. Let's move on, shall we? <laughs> Week 17. Thank goodness we only have two more weeks left. <laughs> Week 17, Atlanta and Buffalo on Fox. Going to be a, a fun one. A lot of offense. Offensive raid for sure. Cleveland and Pittsburgh's a Monday night game. That's going to be fun. And then the Rams and Ravens. That's a interesting matchup. Possibly a Super Bowl. I mean, there are so many likely Super Bowl contending matchups. Again, I won't know and I won't make my pick of the Super Bowl until September likely, right before the start of the season. Wow. Good slate for Week 17. We didn't do a Lions game. No. Are they a playoff team? No. Are the Rams a playoff team? Yes. How many games are the Rams going to win? I don't know yet. I I literally, to figure out win totals, I, I used to just pick them out of thin air or whatever. I literally go through, and I didn't do it last season, because I wasn't sure how to gauge the pandemic and everything. But I literally go through every game, 256. Win, whoever they're playing, loss. Win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. Every game, every week, that is how to get the most accurate predictions for your teams. And then with the tiebreaker scenarios and all that stuff, and then do the playoffs. So you're telling me uh, boom, boom. a future edition of the Marcus Walsh Show, we're going to know not just what you think about the matchups for the top games. You might even give us some schedule predictions for the probably maybe preseason. Not pre. I'm not going to pick preseason games. No, no, I'm saying that maybe type during thing. preseason is when you're thinking about the oh, schedule. Oh, certainly. Right. And I'll, I'll probably have towards the end of preseason. I'll probably have my Super Bowl prediction, which will be 200 and whoever knows how many games. Win, loss, win, loss. It's the only way to do it. 
only way to do it effectively. Let's try to beat Vegas odds. Only one it's time it's effective, but it's not efficient at all. It's the only way to do it effectively. You're saying you're doing the work. Yes, I will. And and I even go so far in college football, Division One college football, and list not win, not by game, but I take a look at the rosters and I put the order of all the teams together and then based off allegiances and alliances with the bowls and everything and i create my whole bowl uh thing of the matchups i think we're going to see with the bowl games again didn't do it because of the pandemic last year but my plan is to also do a college football scenario of who's going to play where when and who's going to ultimately be the top four to battle for the national championship in the college football playoff i look forward to it yeah it's going to take me like a week to do all of this. I want to hear the reporting side. I want I want the sweet, sweet payoff of your uh, nectar of your juices. <laughs> I don't know what that means either, Marcus, but I'm happy to be here with you. <laughs> the ne- <laughs> when you take a sip of tea, I feel oh, like I have to inject oh my, God. my nectar. My the juices. nectar of the juices. <laughs> I think nectar is a juice sometimes. I don't know. Yes. Uh, let's, let's move on. It, wow. Um... What a show. Uh, being that we're almost to an hour and a half, this was a fun one. Do you uh, have anything else to add? I think we should wrap it up with this. We barely stayed on the rails, folks, but we knew we were going to be in, and you guys were going to be in for something special today. This has been the itinerary Piel de Cerdo edition of the Marcus Walsh Show. We talked a lot of stuff today. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll talk to you again soon. Hasta luego, amigos. Adios, muchachos. Shout out to you when it gets down. Shout out to you do it right now. By the way I do it, baby, look at it. Then it's just like that sound. Oh, you want to do it like The music you hear on the Marcus Wall Show is brought to you by Tyler Brown Multimedia TBMM Productions. For the best in low country production, call Tyler Brown at 843-715-1935. I can only do it one week. Country Texas Walker, I'm the sensei.